through it without him. I saw that before pop through. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. His in, on his email. Yeah. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's the Brian and David show. Um, <laughs> hey, we are the reboot, and um, yeah, maybe a little light today. Uh, people traveling and and vacation, personal stuff. So all good. Today we're going to talk a lot about the yep. couple of weeks. Yeah. I think I need some of that too. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about identifying uh, critical assets and uh, determining or assigning a risk profile score to these assets. Um, right. Before we start, I'm Brian Bradshaw with BNL PC Solutions on Long Island in New York, and I'm joined by... Oh. And I am Dave Groot with Windstar Technologies in Culpeper, Virginia. Cool. Driving robust metropolis of Culpeper. There you go. So critical assets are specific entities um, that are of, of extraordinary importance um, mm-hmm. that if if it's inca- incapacitation or destruction would have a very serious debilitating effect on the ability of the systems, service, or business to continue to function effectively. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here, and, and that can vary. Uh, from it, it can be data, it can be the protection of that data, it can be hardware, it can be you know. So they they first must be identified um, mm-hmm. these these mission critical assets, um, and you know again if if compromised they're going to cause major damage uh, to the business. And so so the point of identifying these assets uh, is to to uh, determine the best way to uh, distribute resources and design an appropriate structure uh, that minimizes the risk associated with the potential breach compromise of of these assets and that's through um you can identify them through risk uh, you know identifying the risk and and the impact right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the likelihood exactly exactly right. so yeah that's also you know a big part of it but yeah you're right like when uh it's funny we actually talked about this in, in one of our uh, recent workshops where we were trying to identify what to protect, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's these assets that, that, that you're speaking of. And uh, I always try and like equate it when I'm talking to folks uh, to simplify it. It's like, look, just, just kind of start thinking in your head, like right now, like if I walked in Monday morning and X was not there, was not available, right. how would that impact me? Right. So, but then you got to start really digging into the operations and the flow of the day because the obvious things are going to jump out. You know, certainly your line of business app or your file server or your emails or, you know, those things jump right to the front. But then there's all the little things that you don't necessarily think about when it comes to, hey, could I function tomorrow? if my payroll system was down and I couldn't pay my employees, or if I didn't know how much money I owed my vendors or my banks, and I couldn't pay my lines of credit on time, or I had a fleet of mobile phones that my staff has, and they can no longer be used because we don't know the the numbers or like just anything. I'm, I'm starting like, you know, I'm just saying like, think about, start with the coffee pot, like literally, 
how's my day going to be impacted if that coffee pot doesn't work? Oh, that's yeah. not a big deal. So I'm not going to worry about that, right? Because Starbucks is right down the road. I can grab another cup of coffee. I'm good. Okay. What about this front door? What if I can't get in it? You know, who do I call? What do right. I do? Or right. the building burned down or, you know, the list goes on. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm in, in full agreement with you. And, and it, it can be what we generally do is when we're, you know, either whether it be working with an existing client, talking to uh, potential new clients, we will look at their, the infrastructure and see what type of, you know, internet WAN connectivity they, they have available to them. Right. Um, and if we see one connection, one, one, in, one incoming connection and, and there's, you know what, you can get, you can get a redundant connection here. Well, I, I, I don't need that. And, and, and again, it kind of falls in line with this because, well, you don't need it today, Correct. but there, there may be a day where you do. In fact, uh, there's an, there's a, an outage, a truck or, or an operator or, or human error, you know, cuts a fiber cable then then what then 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 that's not a quick outage right and no, that's to, a couple of days oh yeah we and 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 you know so we push the redundancy on the internet connection where it's available and that's extremely cost effective today compared to years ago and alongside that uh, redundancy in that critical equipment your firewalls um, you know and and they they at least with with I know with with Sonicwall they license that that redundancy that that high availability failover you're not paying for double licenses. So you're getting sure. an, an extra piece of equipment that in the event this, you know, primary A goes down for whatever reason, and it will at some point, uh, you have that that secondary firewall in place. Now, that's a great layer that that you're putting in there um, that, that's going to, you know, you've identified the risk. The risk is that, you know, five, a hundred, however many people can't work when the internet goes right. out because of a firewall. So right. It's it, you, you put together a matrix and you assign the the you know the risk the, the, how important it is right the risk and you give it a score and yep. and and without that you're really not going to know like you, you can prioritize you know once you have it truly quantified you can see okay here's if these assets fail here's the impact that it has and and look at the ones that are, the, the bigger the impact the more it's going to cost you and it, it costs you with with Downtime, uh, zero productivity, you name it. So the the criticality analysis um, should be a company wide effort um, that that uh, you know and it considers all function of the operation. Uh, yeah, I mean this isn't an IT thing, right? No, like, no. That, so you know, not trying to keep coming back, but like that was something in the message I was trying to drive home in the workshop for these uh, layers of defense that we had done it, it is. It, it's everybody in the organization, right? Like they're there. I don't care what your role is. I don't care who, who you are, what you're doing. Everybody's got something to do with it. They're all touching the assets on some level, somewhere, some way. And there's a process and a policy attached to all those things somewhere, somehow and you, you need to be aware of those. Um, you know, what about like, you know, I, I can promise a lot of companies they're, they're not considering things like what about their website? Right. Oh yeah. What yeah. happens if if it gets breached or hacked, and 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 somebody takes it over and dumps all the content, right? Or what about like their phone system, right? And, like maybe they're you know you're talking about redundancy. I mean, we have clients that have redundancy in their PBX, right? So if one goes down, we have a cloud PBX spun up, ready to go, sitting there just waiting, and it fails right over. So phone calls keep coming because in that business, phone calls is everything, right? So. 
you know, it, it, that was a, a high likelihood. It was a high effect. And the risk was implementing, you know, was uh, impactful to the business, right? So they spent a couple of dollars to have the redundancy in a PBX where most companies might not need that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it, it's, and, and there's a ton of examples we can, we can give and, and, and talk about here. Um, uh, but one of the things that I think um, is, is to protect these critical ass, ass, assets, right? You need to be able to detect, right? Detect yes. what's, you know, is there an intruder or an action or a person that's failing that's to, to do something, right? So you have to have that detection in or place. Or is... God. Or, or, or is it something new that's supposed to be there, right? Right. Right. That's the other sure. monitoring and reporting is like, oh, we have a new asset. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't have a new asset. But guess what? There's something new on the network. And that's coming from scheme, right? From monitoring, right? Vulnerability right. analysis, that kind of stuff. So there's monitoring, which would detect and then alerting and then and then possibly verifying that that alert is legitimate or, or, or not. Um, right. So there's layers there. <clears throat> Yeah, well, and, and that's exactly the whole, yeah, the whole thing is cybersecurity comes with layers, right? Like you can't, it's not one little thing. It's not one, you know, it's not just zero trust. It's not just this. It's not, you know, it, it's a lot of different things because people, you know, the hackers, the threat actors <clears throat> take all sizes and shapes, right? They, they, they can be employees. They can be rogue, you know, state. Korea kind of people they can it doesn't matter but but they're crafty they're very intelligent they got nothing but time and the tool sets just mature over over you know the things that they can do to get into our systems today um, I mean it's it's kind of scary like the you know some of the failabilities in built into for instance microsoft right like the cloud and even in the windows on premise operating system we still have vulnerabilities in those things that are not patched that are extremely dangerous mm -hmm. and if they're not monitored and watched you know like we don't have a patch to put in right. there right. is it's not like we're not patching it's just there isn't one right uh right. but like if i'm a if i'm a threat actor and i can get into that network and i can get a password hash of an administrator i can laterally move to another computer without the password and i can mm -hmm. convince the other computer that i know the password that's right. just built into windows mm -hmm. um then as far as the you know, sign-in tokens for the Office 365 platform, those things are sitting on people's hard drives. Somebody gets the right information off your hard drive, they can carry that right over to their computer and they're logged in as you. Yep. Yep. All day long. Yep. And again, it's not so... The hardest part is going, you know, most most small businesses aren't going to have a risk management team, sure. right? That's going to go out and, <clears throat> and be able to kind of coordinate, facilitate uh, this, this type of operation. But, you know, critical asset in, it can be your, uh, it can be a patent, a copyright, you know, information mm -hmm. to your That's business. That's right, intellectual property, yeah. Yeah, 
Exactly. So it's not just, you know, don't get hung up on that, that it, 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 it sounds like it's just IT and equipment, but that's, that's a part of it. Sure. But sure. Human, human resource information, uh, proprietary right. software, research, schematics, you know, Look, the list goes you on. Can be, you can be a one man shop and only have email addresses of your clients. And that is still a critical asset, right? right. Like uh, if you lose them, you don't have those. If they get hacked or breached, you've now allowed somebody to get the email addresses of your clients who are going to now get fished and spammed. And, you know, right. and, and yes, you're probably not the first one for them to see, you know, everybody's guilty at this point, but bottom line is don't give them something you don't need to, right. Don't make it easier yeah. than it has to be um, yeah. because they do uh, while they're intelligent and while they're very crafty, they are lazy. And they, if they see, uh, you know, something stopping them from getting in, they'll move on. They'll go to something that's a little less secure, a little easier to get into, and they'll get a bigger payday. Yeah. Unless they have a real specific need, you know, to to target that particular organization. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've seen instances where critical asset can be that unsupported workstation, server. Oh, oh I need it. I need, I need it. I have to do it. And I'm doing work for the government. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, uh, you, you're reminding me of like uh, stories, like, you know, one time coming in and, and finding an old server sitting underneath of a desk of a, of an employee plugged <laughs> in so that they could get to old data when they needed it. And it had been like three years since they'd ever needed it. But yet that server was on the network sitting there nobody knew it was there no maintenance no patching no anything well, unsupported operating systems no secure software i'm just yep. like what are we doing in here you know it's just like holy cow um yeah people don't you know it, 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 little things like it, it's amazing you know um i know we're kind of getting off guard here with the uh, the uh, the assets and the critical ones but but it makes a difference like like what's a critical asset my backups are critical assets, right? Yeah. So my data backup sets, if they're stored here locally or if they're stored in the cloud, I have to take controlled measures to make sure that that remains secure. But what a lot of folks don't think of or that they're doing is they're managing, like if I have a backup appliance and it's on the same network as a server, I shouldn't go log into that server and then go remote into the backup server and manage it from the server as an administrator because you're now logging into a device putting credentials into memory like no need don't do that uh right. just a bad plan people don't 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 just lock the server log off because you're leaving your credentials in memory well that's that's it's, where it comes into um securing the critical assets yeah, that's, that's right that's and it's the monitoring and the management and the 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 uh validation process mm -hmm. right it's did they log off oh they didn't well we have a control that forces that to happen after 20 minutes it doesn't lock your screen it kicks your butt right out of the session you know whatever it takes you know and, and that's how you take care of that right right that's true and and different businesses industries will define these different Churches. than others you know it could be and, God, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> the cyber insurance industry is defining cybersecurity as we know it today. Uh, they are making the rules because realistically, they're the ones who are paying 
And so I guess he who holds the gold, uh, you know, gets to make the rules or something. But yeah, they're they're definitely taking that on. Yeah, I mean, landscape. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, so there's, there's the key is to being able to identify the assets. Yep. That's kind of like your, your first step, have a, have a tabletop or whatever and, and uh, make it a group discussion and identify uh, and then prioritize and, and, and come up with, with something based on the severity and then the impact. So, and, yeah. and, and, and and I want to emphasize, I, I don't think, you know, you mentioned that get the people into different departments and stuff, but basically the the owner of the liability, right, in the organization, right? So whatever we're talking about, whoever's purview that falls under is the owner of the liability for that, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so those are the people that we want to engage to develop the processes and the procedures and the way things are supposed to be, because we don't always in IT know what the impact of the organization is right. with those particular systems. And we might not think it's so important if we lose a particular system, but if you hear it, it from the manager's right. perspective, they might have a whole different thing of looking at. And, and so for it to be effective, you got to get them involved, but then it can then move straight into your incident response plan, right? Because while you're identifying what's critical and who it is that owns each one of those aspects in the organization, now we can start talking about what happens when we lose those things and how do we account for that, right? If you're yeah, that, like process, you agreed, that, that can, could trigger into your mm-hmm. incident response plan. And, and these said incidents should be, uh, you know, able to be identified in, in, right. in, in the incident response plan based on these SEV one, two, three, whatever it is. Uh, and it should, it should flow down, down into that. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a process. It, it's not, uh, it's not always easy and quick and stuff, but it's, it doesn't have to be hard. It, it's just, you know, a long time ago, I'll tell a little story. I had a, a doctor who I was trying to convince needed to be doing server level backups, right? Not just the database, but the whole yeah. system. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny because he, he was one, you know, a lot of people, they don't buy in. You no, know, that's got an expense to it. It's a couple hundred a month, what have you. I can't remember what the prices were, but he yeah. didn't buy it. So we went, we went, we put it in. And about a month and a half later, he came rolling in one morning and I'm on the floor and uh, I'm messing around with the server, you know, behind the desk. And, you know, he's like, what you doing? I was like, um, put your server back in. He's like, well, what do you mean? Put my server back in. Well, it, it crashed three days ago. What do you mean it crashed three days ago? Yeah, I said, yeah, it crashed, and we had to take it out and get it fixed. He said, well, we've been working. I said, you sure have. <laughs> and I was like, that's because we got this thing in the backup, you know, and like then it clicked. You know, he was just right. like, and from that point forward, he was like, how's the backup? You know, is that is that working? So, yeah, uh, you know, that's just what it is. I mean, people, we used to have a joke in our industry. What is a backup? Something you do after you crash, right? Right. Course, yeah. 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 Little, little, a little more and it does kind of segue segue a little bit in, into business continuity and the importance mm-hmm. of business continuity because today we, we we don't have a client that doesn't have a business continuity plan. Look, a lot of compliance requires that. Yeah, you, you know, from a best practice, it's a good idea. But but if you're in a regulation, you know, if you're in finance oh, sure. or what, 
the, they, they require that you have continuity in your business because it's they not, want to make sure that your ser- your service can still be delivered to the people who need it. And what they're also cracking down on is is proof that mm-hmm. it's being tested. Yeah. How often are you yeah, testing? You can't just say you're that's right. And you have yeah. employee sign off on on the testing. So it's it's here's here's everything. We've done it, it's been signed off on and it, it works. Uh, because yeah, that's we are the, getting to a point for our clients where we are we are doing not just screenshots. We're doing full restores, testing files, and then validating that the certification on a weekly basis because yeah, yeah. that has to be. You know, we do the screenshot every day, right? Well, that tells you the server booted. That doesn't necessarily tell you the data drive is intact, right? right. If there's a separate hard drive for the data, the server could still boot without it. Right. So, right. you know, again, just no guarantees, but yeah, with the mandates and the compliance, you're needing to certify that that's been done, not just say it's been done. Yeah. We go uh, shut down, unplug, and then say, follow, each, yeah. follow your steps and, yeah. and you kick up a VPN tunnel and off you go. And there's, <laughs> and there's times where, you know, you know what, I couldn't do this or I can't do that. And we, we have live support during the testing to, to, yeah help kind of do some quick mitigation, but it's not, there's things that legitimately, Oh, I can't do this. Okay. Now that's something we need to know about. Let's, let's address it. And then we put on the, on the next, on the subsequent test, let's make sure that that's, that's been, um, you know, properly mitigated and you can do that now and and address any other issues because the technology, the infrastructure, there there are changes there. Uh, Again, these are all um, risks at that point. And, you know, maybe you're moving to, you know, uh, who, who knows, maybe you're, um, your CRM system is cloud-based and they're locking it down by your corporate IP address. And, and, you know, maybe we didn't know that. And, and when you're doing, when you're offsite and you're trying to test, I can't log sure. into it. It doesn't work. Well, no, it works, but we know why it doesn't work. Let's, let's come up with a solution for that. Those are things right. that you're not going to know until you do it. And rather than be, I'd rather be f- 95% proactive and 5% reactive than the other way around. That's, that's right. That's how you're going to be if you don't have a plan in place. Look, I'm telling you, if you got it all written down and you got it documented and you know, hey, when we spin this up in the cloud under a disaster, we know we got to get these IPs updated for conditional access. We got to, we know this checklist of things needs to take place to make it whole again. But you know what? That's a whole lot easier than trying to rebuild and figure it out from scratch without knowing any of that stuff. Yeah. And so it's you know that 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 recovery time objective right not 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 where we want to recover to but how quick can we get back up and running and sure it's going to take a little bit of extra time to get it configured right but uh, it's better than not having access to any of it right so couldn't agree more totally important stuff i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just gotten really you know scary out there i'm i'm, I'm people are just all over the place with this stuff and they're confused. They're hearing things from every side and they don't know what the right answers are. And and well, it's overload. It's overload. It's an overload of information and whether it be, you know, regulation mandates, uh, you know, coming down from insurance, it's, it's, there's a lot. I mean, as you know, we talk about this probably every week that we get these, these insurance forms from clients on the questionnaire and, and, Thank God for that virtual whiteout because it's no, 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 no. You don't. This is all yeses. You, this is not true. This is that's what you should have. But that's <laughs> right. Saying it doesn't make it so. Right. right. 
So, right. um, but yeah, there's a it, it it can be overload, information overload for for some people. But that that's where you kind of going back to our conversation last week. You defer to your experts, right. uh, and that's you follow right. that advice and guidance, and and you know again find you know it's not a it's not an individual effort it it right. can be but it, it it doesn't have to be and it, it probably shouldn't be depending on the size of your company um it should be something that's that's taken on with with a with a small team committee whatever you want to establish to do it but um you'll get better results that way with with that that multi-faceted input from from staff i mean that's it's, right yeah right. well it's funny we were working on some stuff uh in 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 Stephanie came to me the other day and said, you know, we're, we're trying to come up with some correlations for, you know, and we're basically like, okay, here's what you can do when you're by yourself. And then like, here's what you can do with the team. Right. And so like, we're kind of you know, play baseball by yourself. Right. So you throw the ball, nothing happens. It doesn't come back. It doesn't just do you throw. But if you get a second person, they might catch it and throw it back to you. If you get a third person, they might teach you to do it a little better. And before you know it, now you got a team, right? And, and yeah. you're, you're able to play ball. Yeah. So whatever. My little story. I'll close cool. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again, David. Yes, sir. And we will. Have uh, a great day. Yep. Good to see you. Have a good day. We'll see you guys next week. All right. You stay safe. All right. Later. Thanks, man.